Welcome to Recovery of My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Lots of readings today. The first comes from the January 19th, Strengthening My Recovery, Recreation. I'm fighting a cold, so I may cough, but I do want to get through some of these readings. Yet our children in relationships were still mired in our dysfunction. We recreated the abandonment and loss of our own childhood. (coughs) Many of us tried to raise our families differently, but without ACA or another type of intervention, we were like our parents. We could only give what we had. This meant we made a lot of wrong choices. We may have even become alienated from our children, finding that they resented us, just as we resented our parents. ACA presents us with a choice to stay and get better in a way that might someday repair our relationships or feel hopeless and continue to fill ourselves with self-blame and shame. Wow. Uh, Stay and get better in a way that might someday repair our relationships, which implies that the relationships will repair. But patience is a huge virtue in this process. And without patience, then the alternative is to feel hopeless and and continue to fill fill ourselves with self-blame and shame. And as I read that, I realize that, you know, phrased in that direction, with how much truth there has been in the big red book, I got to stay. If we choose ACA, we must let go of the fact that we didn't find help earlier when it could have prevented so much pain. We We accept that change takes time, so we get our heads on straight and concentrate on taking care of ourselves. As we're ready, we learn to be present in a healthy way for our children. If we're separated from them, we hope they come back to us. But if they don't, we continue to love them and pray they find their way. On this day, I will take care of myself first. Only then will I be available to my family if they ask for emotional support. And, um, you know, a lot in this passage about, you know, it's an inside thing. We have to take care of ourselves first. And only then we can help others. Just grateful for this program. The next reading is a very powerful topic um, and something on my recovery that I want to rededicate myself to. The topic is grief work. We can pinpoint and measure our loss by comparing the treatment we received as children in dysfunctional families with the care we should have received if raised by loving, consistent parents. Big Red Book, page 204. I definitely had loving parents. The consistent was not not there, not in a dysfunctional household and not when people would act differently in the presence of different people, you know? So that inconsistency, it feels like don't feel always as comfortable or always waiting in an environment that consistency doesn't exist. And I think the mark of consistent people, the poised people, is emotional literacy, not intelligence, literacy, continuity. I apologize for the coughing. The grief exercises in step five ask us to journal about childhood incidents to help access emotions about events. If they don't surface, we try to see how a present day child would feel in our situation. We can also look at childhood pictures to help connect with our innocence. 
what was lost. You know, I'm thinking about a couple of issues and stuff. And, you know, most people say, oh, why bring the past up to heal from it? Suppressing doesn't work. And this is not my way of inventing something. This is the big red book, the book that started hope for me. And uh, a lot of times it's hard to do it anyways. <coughs> Excuse me. Then we're asked to read our step four shame and abandonment worksheets. Ouch. And reframe each incident. We describe what would have been different if there were a loving parent in each scenario. Experiencing loss in this way can help us release it. But if we're blocked, it may be that we switch from grief to anger when it hurts too much. Wow. It's like a button is pushed that sends us into shutdown, blame or rage mode. The deep sadness of our grief can help us see the true level of destruction of our emotions, minds, and bodies. It occurs to me that, you know, the school system's not responsible for teaching everything. You know, and you see all these like Twitter wannabes. This is the stuff the schools should teach. You know, they should teach financial literature and, and you know, how to communicate and blah, 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 blah. But I do wish someone had taught me how, how to grieve. Um, seems like a very important skill. And even at this early juncture of my recovery, I'm not exactly sure how to kind of go about that. Continuing. <coughs> Sorry. In choosing the recovery process over dysfunction, we realize that grief work helps us find our strong, capable inner child. We're learning what a loving parent would do and how we can reparent ourselves. The ACA program is not easy work. But the reward is freedom. And again, I have not released one of these podcasts for a couple of days because I've been you know, I, as you can say, I'm just I'm coughing and it just doesn't stop. But I re, I realize that this is this is most more for my recovery and making me read these pages because the ACA program is not easy work. And number one, there are times when I don't want to stick in it anymore. But the reward is freedom. And the reason I paused was my inner child values creative creativity and freedom <coughs> more than security. More than degrees, more than, um, you know, the conventional Indian way of having a family. More, you know, those things could be a byproduct, but those are not the ways to get this. And freedom is a pretty powerful thing to keep me in the program. Also reminds me I need to do some John Bradshaw's work. And well, you know, in the upcoming days, we'll start reading passages from Alice Miller, John Bradshaw, um, and, you know, Pia Melody and other passages. But to be honest, on a day-to-day -day basis, it's just very hard for me to find stuff as powerful as, the, as this. So on this day, I will hold on to the ACA process when the grief and emotions are screaming. I will stop at nothing to recover my original self. The next reading, also from Strengthening My Recovery, on relationships. We remember we can talk, trust, and feel instead of control, isolate, and fume. 
Relationships can be different in recovery. Yeah, talk, trust, and feel. <coughs> no, that was not the norm. It was control, isolate, and fume. As children, we relied on our survival traits to protect us from harm. Gradually, they grew stronger and more ingrained as we encountered greater levels of family dysfunction and the resulting fear. We carried our traits into adulthood. Initially, we were unaware of their effects, but our relationships suffered. Through ACA, we realized our survival traits no longer serve us. When we consider emotional intimacy, we may feel scared and at risk for hurt. However, if we risk sharing ourselves with another, we become capable of having a true relationship. However, if we risk sharing ourselves with another, we become capable of having a true relationship. And that's what I realized reading this. A real relationship is one with ups and downs and growth. It's not where one person is subservient to the other. It's where people are worker among workers. It's not about running at the, at the least sight of adversity. God, I love this program so much. Trusting another person with their most vulnerable selves is a new and maybe scary practice. We can let the other person earn our trust gradually as the relationship develops. We can ask for what we need rather than manipulate to get what we want. We can identify our share of feelings without shutting down or ruminating endlessly. We no longer need to keep our true selves locked inside. When we risk honesty and openness with another, we discover a world of new possibilities, including love. On this day, I have the courage to break old patterns that keep me from deeper connections with people in my life. Uh, I wanted to get to a couple Melody Beatty readings as well. But I think that will be for the next episode. Until next time, this is Kawant Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is. To feel my feelings and to love myself.